1: When it comes to basketball. There is only one Giannis, and this is where the rise began. But every year, 100 children get a chance to learn the game the way he did. Giannis put in like hours of work in the court, So that inspires me to work hard as well. This week on Open Record.
0: We are from Nigeria, the same country that he's from.
1: Fox 6's Carl Deffenbaugh takes you to the small neighborhood in Athens. His parents came here um, to find a better life. Where a little boy with big dreams. I want player. Grew into The Greek Freak. From the Fox 6 Studios, this is Open Record. We are investigative reporters breaking down the big stories, what it took to get them taking you behind the scenes. It's the stuff we couldn't tell you on TV. I'm Brian Polson and I'm joined this week as always by Open Records executive producer Sarah Smith. Hey Sarah. Hi. And we are joined by Fox 6 reporter and wake up news anchor Carl Deffenbaugh. Hey Welcome guys. to Open Record Carl. Great to be with you. This is exciting.
0: I like that it says we're investigative reporters when truly it's investigative reporter.
1: We are investigative reporters. We're all investigating things in our own way and Carl you uh, so, so our, first I should say we are recording this episode on wednesday july 12th for release on thursday july 13th and tonight i say tonight as we actually record this uh before the podcast is released tomorrow your latest story will air on fox 6 news and be available for viewing at fox 6 and the fox 6 youtube channel but this goes actually back a couple of months to your own personal vacation in greece you were seeing incredible sites there that anyone who's been and i salivate because i'd love to go tourist sites like the temple of poseidon you had some amazing pictures of thank that. you thank you um, but you decided to take a side trip while you were there to a neighborhood in athens where i don't think many tourists ever really go unless maybe now because they're from milwaukee they have a better reason why did you decide to venture into sapolia greece
2: i do have a great small walkie story pour you from this. But yes, so it actually kind of goes back years. Uh, my wife and I had a trip planned to Greece in April 2020. And I think you can guess what happened with that. Uh, like so many things canceled because just of the pandemic. Just a few weeks. Just a, just yeah. a few times. Right. Yeah. Yes. But so we eventually got to finally do this trip, which was a dream for us and kind of turned into a bit of an early 10-year anniversary trip, which is coming up for us later this summer. So we went to Greece. We were going to travel all around the country, see the sights, see the islands, everything else. But being from Milwaukee and covering the Bucks like we have and remembering the championship parade is one of the career highlights for me I think. I had to go to the place where really that all began for the Bucks this whole era of the franchise is thanks to number 34 Giannis Antetokounmpo and he starts in this little neighborhood of Sapolia in Athens. It's about 2 miles from the main sites of the Acropolis and things like that. So not too far geographically, but it can feel like a world away. It does not get any kind of tourism unless you maybe are a Bucks fan now and we can get into that. But I knew I wanted to go and just see it because I was curious about it. I'd read about it in the biography as well as seeing some of the clips that he's posted over the years from that court as they've gone back for the premiere of his movie and others. And I knew the court had this beautiful mural of Giannis that was painted years ago, so there'd be something to look at. And I'd read from the book that there was this cafe owner who had a pretty interesting story with the family we can get into as well. But just to be there was going to be enough for me, but I thought, you know, let's see where this can go. And I I came across the Adedicumpo. Bros, got to get that right, Bros Academy, um, which formed a few years ago and has this incredible program run each and every year in Sepolia on that same court where Giannis grew up playing run for kids so I reached out to them about a month before our trip just to say hey I'm going to be in town was curious if this could work out and it does they run these basketball camps on Saturdays and Sundays basically from November through June or so so fall through spring this is in Sepolia in Sepolia where it's much warmer than a Wisconsin (laughs) winter Um, and they run it for kids basically from the age of 9 or 10 through 16 or so again every weekend Saturday Sunday they have practices they have other things we can discuss uh, that get into it. And I reached out and said, hey, I'm from Milwaukee. We cover the Bucks. We love Giannis. I'd love to join uh, and just kind of check it out. And they were amazing. They set up a whole set of interviews for me with the coaches, the kids, the players, and just kind of welcomed me into their little family with open arms.
0: That's so tremendous. So you it, you're no stranger to the long form stories. And that means <laughs> this
2: feels like a safe place next to Brian. <laughs> it is.
0: It is. Um, and typically that means you set up the story and we you get a photojournalist and it's gear and it's a tripod and it's all these things but you are a one person not a trained photojournalist you know but so now you have to go to greece like what was that preparation like
2: everyone your goal you know like the number one question i've gotten as this promo has been running
1: on fox six for a few days now is how did you shoot
2: that? What did you do? Mm-hmm. It's not like we sent a photojournalist with you to mm-hmm. Greece, although that yeah, would have been
1: It wasn't my number one question, but I'll ask that in a okay. minute. Go ahead. Go okay. on. That's fine.
2: So um, thankfully we have Kale Zimney uh, working behind the scenes for this. He's our chief photojournalist here. He kind of set me up with a few audio equipment because it's not just visuals but it's right. the clean sound that you have to have for what we do in our medium. Set me up with some equipment for the microphones and then most of the story is just shot on a cell phone. iPhones have become very good. We're gonna apply <laughs> to Apple for one of those uh, made on an iPhone commercials yeah. maybe after they this. Do you have like
1: an iPhone tripod and everything? So and- I
2: myself, you mentioned the photos, I do some still photography on my own when I travel. So I have a, a tripod and some other things that that I used for this story, um, but most of the video comes just from my station-issued iPhone.
1: So here's the thing, and, and, and well, one of the first questions I had when I saw it was, did he just come up With a really clever way to expense a trip to Greece?
0: (laughs) That question has also come up. I'm
1: guessing the answer is no, you weren't able to expense it. It was worth a shot. I think I got shot down very quickly on that. Because if you didn't, I just found a really interesting story in Fiji that I'm (laughs) going to play. But the other piece of this is you're on vacation and I'm sure you said this is like, you know, coming up on the 10th anniversary this <laughs> you and your wife had dreamed of. What did she think when you said, hey, honey, I want to shoot a story while I'm there. I want to work on our vacation.
2: The trip may not have been caught by work, but I'd like to thank you for dealing with this therapy session for me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this morning for free of charge. Um, yes. Yeah, so I may or may not have put some of these wheels in motion before totally telling my wife about it. I mean, I expected that we would go to the court and do this. Mm-hmm. Um she maybe was not aware that it would turn into basically a six or seven hour chunk of our very first day in Greece, bride. So we oh, we I land, we've just gotten day? there, and I have to work. <laughs> oh my honey. gosh! Yeah, our first full day, I should say. So we landed, we get into oh, Athens did you ever uh, Friday a evening.
1: Reflector,
0: best boy.
2: So I kind of told her a, a few weeks ahead of time that this was in the works. It was kind of coming together. I was really excited about it. Thankfully, she's supportive, and she's dealt with me on a number of stories like this where I spend too much time. So she was. Okay with it thinking it was just an afternoon we land in Athens on a Friday evening have a great night because of the time change we were up until like three or four in the morning (laughs) it is what it is get up on that first full day a Saturday uh, have a nice breakfast. And then pretty much around noon, I leave her, and she has a wonderful afternoon into early evening in Athens, (laughs) roaming around the Acropolis, hanging out at our Airbnb, enjoying the food, the sights, all of that, while I told her I was going to be gone for about, you know, maybe three, four hours, turns into six or seven, because I like to do things thoroughly. she didn't
1: have the same, like, draw to go see this So
2: she would have come with me if it was a shorter time frame. Um, I think because she knew how involved I can get with some of these stories, she wasn't as interested in the longer form version of that. She was going to come and tag along, but then instead... (laughs) Because it wasn't just
0: going to the court and and hanging out at the practice or, you know, the the academy stuff. Like, you interviewed a lot of people.
2: I did, yes, and that's thanks to the organizers who set up a whole mix of coaches with interesting backgrounds in their own right that we can get into, kids who have benefited from this academy or, and are just idols of Giannis as well, and then uh, a cafe owner across the street. So there are all these different elements that I wanted to kind of pull together. Whether or not it made it to the final story, because some of those got limited, I at least wanted to experience it and hear these stories and learn from these people over there.
1: So you're a Bucks fan, and, and for those of us who did live through that championship season, it was memorable we'll never forget it and now you're in the place where it all started both as a fan and then maybe as a journalist and i don't know how you separate the two what was it like to be there and see this is where Giannis came from this is where that little boy started
2: it was incredible and i made sure both initially when i first got there before i introduced myself to the folks from the academy and then even at the end i just kind of took some moments myself walking around the court walking around the streets a little bit just to soak it in um I've always personally felt a, a maybe strange attachment to the this era of the franchise because they broke ground on Pfizer Forum the same month, I believe, I started here at Fox 6. Um, and just this whole rise of the city, the team, and of course, all led by Giannis has just been so impactful throughout Wisconsin and certainly has been highlights of my career as well. The neighborhood is nondescript. It, without this mural that's on the court and then another one on a building nearby... You would just pass right through. You would have no idea. And it's like I said, not anywhere near the tourist areas. I was taking a a taxi uh, to get there and the driver, everyone in Greece has a Yana story, which is great, especially when I was wearing a Bucks hat for a lot of this. The driver at first was like, where am I taking you? Like I put in the street address, not the, the court necessarily. And then we get to talking, he mentions he's a, a youth basketball coach, he actually is around the same age as Giannis, oh, he has a story about playing against him when they were both kids, and then we get to the intersection, he says, oh, you're going to the Giannis court. So, without that, you wouldn't stumble up upon this part of Athens, Sapolia, the neighborhood, and it it's not the worst place I've been, but it's also not the nicest place I've been. You know, there's grass overgrowing parts of the sidewalks. Um, Honestly, one of my favorite details about the court that I tried to include in the story, it's not the nicest court. Giannis has millions and millions of dollars he could pay to host his academy anywhere he wants in Athens. This court has a chain-link fence with a chain you have to duck under to get onto it. There's grass growing. There's a a net missing from one of the hoops, you know, kind of things you would— Expect to see in a normal working part of so the city. It still
1: feels like it's the place he actually plays. It does,
2: yeah. Even with those murals and even with some of the upgrades, the kids at the academy are in Nike shirts. They have nice basketballs, things like that. But the place itself still feels very lived in, very much like what it must have been like years and years ago as he's coming up. And from what I was told, fine working class neighborhood, totally fine to be there during the day. It gets a little bit shadier at night. Um, and that's kind of what it is. And that's that's kind of why the Academy is there, honestly.
0: So the taxi driver has a story. And then yep. you get to the court and, you know, you kind of assess and you knew you were going to go talk to the cafe owner and stuff like that. But it seemed like in, in reading the script and talking with you that everyone, to your point, has a story. Because, and it's not just like, Giannis who, you know.
2: who? No, yeah, it's first name basis. And yeah. the other thing that really struck me, too, because... Of course, Giannis has been the star here in Milwaukee. It's about the family there. Everyone, even if I if I specifically said Giannis, they would add and his family mm-hmm. and his brothers. It's, a, it's an appreciation for all that they as a group have done for that neighborhood and all that they've meant for Greece and for these families. And that was really neat to kind of remind myself of as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You... You go there to to do this story, obviously, and just to get that sense of where he's come from, and of course, the, we'll talk about the academy in a minute, but, but I want to just go back and I think about Giannis as a child. You know, when you know someone is an elite athlete or someone is one of the best in the sport, you kind of wonder, did people always know this was a superstar in the making? When you go back to Giannis as a boy, I mean, was he... Did the, the, the people of the neighborhood, the people in Greece, did they know, OK, this this is going to be a future mm-hmm. superstar? There's or, a couple great stories
2: uh, to explain that that is definitely not the case. Um, and they didn't even make it into the final piece because we kind of focused that on the academy. So good platform to have here with open record. But one of the coaches for the academy is one of the first coaches that both the Nassis and Giannis had in Greece with one of their early teams. And he told a great story about how Thanasis was actually the the better player. Initially, he's older, developed more. And Thanasis had a game where he scored 20 points or something, a bit of a breakout game for him. And the coach, Gregoras Milas, remembers Giannis basically had the reaction of, well, I don't want him to get all the fame, all the success. I kind of want to do this, too. And that was a driver following in his brother's footsteps for so So long. So there was that
1: competition among brothers.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And then the cafe owner across the street, who actually has the same first name, is Mr. Giannis. (laughs) So that got a little confusing, but that's okay. Mr. Giannis told this great story as well, uh, which is in the biography that came out a few years ago. So I asked him about it about Giannis and his brothers asking to work at that cafe, which is right across the street from those courts. And the cafe owner, Mr. Giannis, uh, told me this. He actually didn't remember that story, but Giannis had reminded him years ago. He said no, and he said no specifically because he's a huge basketball fan, saw some potential in these boys, and wanted them to keep pursuing basketball and kind of gave me a breakdown of, you know, he would pay okay. This is what they could make. It would be, at the time, life-changing money for that family, just what he would make from working in a cafe, But not, of course, what it's all become for the family since. So he basically said, I'm not going to give you a job. I want you to stay focused on basketball, but I will be there. I will support you in any way that you need. So that was food. That was a safe place to go. Whatever they needed, he has been a a member of that family, so to speak, for years and years as a result of that. And you think about a a fork in the road moment. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So like, okay, so Giannis isn't a native of Greece, he he and his family moved there.
2: Well, he so, actually was born in was Athens. Born okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so their oldest the, the brother family, was born in Nigeria. His parents moved to Nigeria, and then quickly after that, had Thanasis, Giannis okay. and the other two brothers. So, and Alex. so then,
0: but then that plays a role, yep. uh, you know, a part in how you know these kids that are in this academy, they can they they feel the sense of connection. I, yeah. I I sense that that they are. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like they just feel connected to Giannis because of his background
2: in many different ways, not just being from Greece, not just being young aspiring athletes, mm-hmm. but because of that background, we spoke to one girl who said he's from Nigeria, just like me. Mm-hmm. We spoke to another kid uh, who's great character who's featured in the story. And he told a great story. He he's both from Greece and Ethiopia and kind of has gone back and forth. And he told this story about the a quote from Giannis that he is always remembered where Giannis has said, you know, when he's in Greece, People think he's Nigerian when he's in Nigeria. He He's looked at as Greek. And that kid has felt the same way when he's in Ethiopia. He's Greek. When he's in mm-hmm. Greece, he's looked at as Ethiopian and kind of where do you belong? Where do you fit in the world? Well, for them, they look to Giannis as kind of that example, that shining light.
1: I felt a kindred spirit with yeah, that. Absolutely. Experience. It, it's interesting because you have the academy and you talked about the kids wearing the Nike shirts and the basketballs yeah. and the whole thing. But they're on the sort of old school court that feels like, you know, where it all where it all began. I wonder how do these kids become the kids that go to this basketball camp? How do they select who goes? Is this something that their parents pay for? Is this like, how does, how does the Anadakum bros Yeah academy work. So all of it is
2: covered for the kids side of things. It is free of charge thanks to the investment of Giannis and a number of of other partners as well. Nike is a big partner. The Onassis Foundation has operations both in Greece and here in the U.S. as well. And Eurohoops is this big organization that kind of facilitates it. I have to give a shout out to a, a great guy from Eurohoops, Dimitris, who was my translator and helper and just welcomed me into everything while we were over there. So for these kids... I believe it's a bit of an application process, um, but basically most of them come from poor families, underprivileged backgrounds, a whole variety of cultures from around Athens. Many are from Sepolia themselves, uh, but also from around Athens. And then each year, 100 kids get a chance to participate. It's actually at two different courts. So some of the kids are at that court in Sepolia, others that are at another location, but 100 kids in total who have this entirely covered for them. And again, for mm-hmm. uh, most of the year, long, every yeah, weekend time, yeah, yeah, going forward. And then the other is, thing- is, is Competitive, competitive, by the it. way. I mean,
1: is there a lot of people trying to get into this?
2: Thing? I believe so. Yeah, and then, you know, it's kind of funny. You thinking about now a two-time MVP, NBA champion. A lot of the kids are probably not going to be professional basketball players, right? Like, there's plenty of talent on that court, but there's also kids who are who are maybe learning the game for the first time. The other aspect to it, they have leadership meetings. They have mentors, motivational speakers. There's scholarship options. One of the kids that we spoke to is now in college on a scholarship from that academy that helped out immensely with the financial aid aspect of things. So wherever they're going in life, they have this great start and this great focus in a lot of places because they have this one place, this safe place, the head coach kept referring to it as for them to come to each and every weekend.
0: You talked about small walkie at the beginning of this podcast <laughs> yeah. and- I say I'm shocked, but I'm not really shocked because I feel like it doesn't matter where any of us go. Like we'll go on our trip, and I'm like, oh, I ran into someone from Sheboygan or yep. whatever. So explain that story.
2: So I'm at the end of a, a long day at this point, looking at the clock, about my wife waiting for me and a dinner reservation coming up, getting a <laughs> few <laughs> last couple shots, and I notice uh, this trio of gentlemen, uh, what I would learn to be a father and two sons, get out of a taxi right near where I was shooting look up at the mural that I was shooting at the time, walk over to the court, and they were wearing that white Bucks championship shirt that so many people here <laughs> in Milwaukee yeah, have, yeah. right? Yeah. So me being me, had to walk up to them, introduce myself, kind of told, told them what I was doing. They're from Shorewood. There he goes, yep, small walking. Yep, <laughs> yep. uh, one of the sons was finishing up a study abroad, so the family had come over to, for part of a European vacation. And just like me, they're doing all the main tourist sites, the temples and ancient sites and everything. But they added Sepolia to their trip because of how big they, uh, big fans they are of Giannis mm-hmm. and of the Bucks.
1: It, it, I was thinking about it earlier when you talked about the taxi driver who was taking. It, they're going. Where are we going? Yeah. Like, yeah. This isn't. There's not a temple here. And then I thought, wait a minute. There is in some Milwaukee Bucks fans. That is sort of a temple of its own. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. I think it will be on a lot of destinations for that. And like I said, there's not too much to see besides the court, but it does really put you in an interesting space about how his whole family's life has changed from that upbringing to where they live, what they're able to do now, traveling around the world and everything. Do
0: they go back? The they court?
2: do yeah they do so he's gone back uh repeatedly it was funny i was there in, in spring and all the kids were saying like we honest we're waiting for you we want you to come and usually he makes about one visit a year and he did actually just recently um they posted some pictures he was there at the court for kind of the end of the academy and thanasis made a separate trip as well they gave out basketballs and Gosh, medals and
0: what a moment one of things kids. the things
2: the coach told me and she in her own right she's a former WNBA player a greek olympian a very talented basketball player. Uh, in Greece, and she even said, you know, I look up to Giannis. He's younger than me, but Mm -hmm. I look up to him, and part of that is You know, he's scheduled to come for a 20 minute appearance, stays for an hour and a half, two Mm -hmm. hours, spends time with each and every single one of those kids and gives them that moment that they've all uh, will hold on to. I'm sure
1: what I think is so remarkable about Giannis is he he has given Milwaukee somewhat of that same feel. I can imagine a lot of superstars, maybe the place they came from still holds a special place in their heart, but where they're playing is just where they play. Mm -hmm. But he and his family have made Milwaukee their community. They give back so much. Milwaukee feels like Giannis's home and he's made everyone mm-hmm. feel like he, the, the humility that he shows I think is part of his appeal beyond the fact that he's a superstar beyond mm-hmm. that he brought a, cha- or brought a championship to the city it's that humility but when you go back it seems the people you talk to still feel that sense of humility from Giannis even all the way yeah. Across the world.
2: It's probably my favorite thing about him. And again, just watching from afar, I've, I've never been able to interview him one on one or know him personally, but his ability to stay grounded as everything is happening yes. for you, I think goes back to the family and goes back to that upbringings of he can look at that court, he can look at that neighborhood and say, I've, I've seen where this is and I know where I'm at now and have that level of appreciation. The cafe owner kept speaking about how humble, how respectful he's remained whenever they have interactions still just the cafe owner being an older man than Giannis. He is very um, respectful to him and also said you know, he does a lot of things that does not get publicized in Sapolia I covered the mm-hmm. Academy. That's a, a fairly well-known thing there, but he does a lot for families there that never sees the light of day. And I think that's true here in Milwaukee as well. The, the foundation also works with the Milwaukee Diaper Mission we know here in town. They also work with the Vin Baker Association, which uh, the Bouncing Back Foundation, I should say, which works with people battling addiction. So As he's kind of coming into his own the last few years as this global superstar, I think he's starting to see the power that he commands and what he's able to do with that.
1: The rest of the vacation went fine.
2: <laughs> the rest of the vacation went fine. My wife was not uh, thrilled with how late I got back, but we made the dinner reservation. And it's a
0: great story, <laughs> and, you know.
2: Okay, so I saved this for you guys. Um, she got to see the final piece a few days ago, or maybe a week ago, when it was finally done. I showed it to her. I was so excited. Shout out to our editor extraordinaire Dave Machuda, who also edits this podcast, who did amazing work with my little cell phone video. Mm-hmm. And I showed it to her, and I said, "See, isn't it kind of all worth it, right?" And she just looks at me and goes, "For you." <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's great,
1: oh, it's great, that's isn't outstanding.
2: It? And I, she did send me a message the other day when I said I was going to be on here. This is her quote, her uh, statement, if you will. I mean, I thought it was a little rude, but fine because it was important to you, and I still had a lovely time alone.
0: <laughs> you know what? Everyone wins.
1: <laughs> that's. I, I like that you referred to it as a statement. Yeah we couldn't. She didn't wasn't available for on right. interview. <laughs> but we got a statement from Carl's wife. All right. I think that's a good time for us to go off the record. Could I add one more thing? Oh not wait, to, We're interrupt? not off the record just uh, yet. No, we're still no, on just the record. I just please. thought this
2: was such a great story, and it didn't didn't again fit with the time constraints of a TV story. But again, this cafe owner I, I just was so drawn to. And he has all over the walls, tons of Bucks memorabilia. Pictures with Giannis, things from here in Milwaukee he's visited and been to games actually. Right by the court? Just across the street. Yep, you can see the court from the the front patio there. He also has two jerseys there, which he had great stories about. One of them is a number 13 Greece jersey. We think of Giannis as number 34, of course. Well, he told me the story about how that jersey, it was actually his first number when he joined the Greek national team, and a lot of this Gets into the realities of, of Giannis' rise. It was before his family was documented, before they were actually had Greek citizenship, would be allowed to leave the country. And Giannis's, one of his first trips with the national team was to Spain, I believe. His family couldn't go because the reality of it was they wouldn't be allowed back into the country. Mm-hmm. So this cafe owner, Mr. Giannis, went with his wife to that tournament overseas was there in the stand so Giannis could see a familiar face, see part of Sepolia, see his home, and he eventually gave that jersey to him afterwards as well, which I thought was pretty neat.
1: So that interview was definitely worth it.
2: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. For you. Absolutely.
0: Awesome.
1: For you. <laughs> it's time for us to go off the record. This is the part of the podcast where we get a little more casual and have a little fun by answering a question for which we have not prepared. And as usual, Sarah has that question for us this week. What do you have, Sarah?
0: I've been preparing. Um, you have two sticky notes attached
1: to it. You seem
0: to have a lot of notes.
2: Well, Having done some open record research ahead of time, I'm dreading this part.
0: It's the best. Um, so instead of one big question, I like to call them These quick, are the quick hitters. Okay. I like quick hitters. Ooh, okay. Okay. okay, So okay. your responses are going to be either, Let's go or, oh, no. Okay. So
1: Let go gonna, or let's oh go or, oh,
0: no? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, first one, ketchup in the fridge.
2: Let's go.
1: Let's go.
0: Oh, no. What? You're one of those people? Yep. But um, I, I will
1: tell you, by the way, that Heinz uh, uh, yeah. actually says fridge. Yeah. And they say that because while it does have a shelf life. Yeah
0: there's the, enough vinegar the in it
1: flavors are better Kale. if they are preserved in the fridge i keep it in the fridge but it doesn't need to be i Let's like go. cold ketchup
0: with fries. <laughs> ew no
1: yes no. you thought this was a safe place <laughs> sorry
0: it's not um avocados are overrated oh, Wait, what? No? No. What the oh no oh no oh, oh no. no oh yeah, yeah. okay avocado's right. um cereal tastes better dry
1: Oh, no, oh, no.
0: Let's go. Oh, well, no. oh, no. <laughs> it no. no.
1: depends on the cereal, because there's certain cereals that you can like. I mean, I actually kind of like Honey Nut Cheerios, almost like just like a little, you know, hand yeah. snack, but we'll yeah, I'm not eating many weeds so without does my milk. toddler. There are no, <laughs> you, <laughs>
0: that seems like an attack. I thought that was a safe spice. I, I
1: am not. I'm not offended by that. That's OK. okay. I sometimes behave like a toddler.
0: OK. Uh, Crocs are must have footwear.
1: Don't own them. So, oh, oh no. no. Uh, oh, no for fashion purposes. <laughs> But Functionality. But I, but I, no, I have the, the sort of like soft-lined ones by the front door oh, so now your the feet dogs sweat? out. No, to take the dogs out. They're very comfortable. You slip them in. You go outside, let the dogs out. They're very nice. I, my concern actually with Crocs Beyond Fashion is danger. I think they are the most <laughs> dangerous wear ever invented.
0: Because you fall out of them? Because the, they stick. So there are, and there they're isn't easy enough arch support. Okay. No, no,
1: because they, they stick and it's easy to trip. And And my stepson... Uh, was in Colorado and they were taking photos at uh, what was this Garden of the Gods um, in uh, Colorado Hopefully not Springs. too
2: close to the edge yeah
1: right he was uh, on a like sort of a, an elevated area where they were taking a picture up on some rocks and he caught no. himself and tripped and went face Absolutely first down not. the cliff what I, you know broke I don't think he broke it he was he was all scraped oh up all over gosh. the place
0: wear tennis shoes it next was, time
1: that's what I said okay and he I mean, still wears crocs okay wow but you know kids oh,
0: oh no <laughs> Okay. So. Um, wait, Cale, what did you say about Crocs?
1: I said, oh, no. Okay,
0: very yeah. well. Uh, pine- just want that on the record. Pi- just so we know. Uh, pineapple on pizza. Oh, no,
1: no. Cale <laughs> didn't even have on that one.
0: I say let's go because I had it with pepperoni and jalapenos, and it was really good. It was like spicy sweet.
1: Is
2: meh
0: appropriate <laughs> sure, we'll I, I don't. <laughs> I, don't mind, I don't
2: mind it. I don't seek it out. I also yeah, don't understand okay. the that's hatred. That's that's yeah, no, same. I would not seek it.
1: I, I can see the flavors being interesting, but for me with pizza, I don't want sweet.
0: Yeah, so okay. it's, that's, that's not fair.
1: really. Yeah, no.
0: Uh, bananas are the worst fruit. Oh, oh no. Oh.
1: no. Yeah, I love what? bananas. Oh no, oh, no. I don't know. I'm talking about yeah. it.
0: they like, so people call them boring. No. Like if I had my choice of fruit. Are you picking a banana? I mean, not first,
1: but not last. Sometimes okay. I am because I, banana's is a great way to offset high salt intake. You had something a little too salty. You have banana. It actually, Doctor Brian, it counteracts. Spoken <laughs> like an delicious. elite global yeah. superstar yeah. <laughs> athlete. Like yes, yeah. I,
0: I like the banana. Yeah, it's just a sh- real shame that they're only good for about seven seconds, and then that's either they're too ripe or it's not ripe enough. So that's okay. the
1: avocado.
0: Well, both. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, going to the movies or a restaurant solo.
2: What's the yes? Let's, yeah, go. let's, go. let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's
0: go. I, I work morning
1: shift, so I go to a lot
0: That's of matinee true. movies, and I Jones. love it.
1: It's the
2: yeah. best.
0: I
1: don't have the opportunity to do much of anything by myself, so movies are, I don't even know. I guess if I had the option, I would go. Sure, why yeah. not? all right. I like the theater experience.
0: Okay, uh, we'll blast through these. Uh, plain vanilla ice cream. Let's just go. Just with nothing let's else.
1: Let's oh, go. Let's go. No some last night i want you, magic shell on top oh, Fine.
0: That, two days in a row now you talked about magic I, shell. <laughs> what,
1: taking me back to my childhood magic shell was one of the oh, it's most so good uh, it, oh, it, yeah it, and the it truly is magic the, for a while How i thought that work? was just a childhood thing that went away because they probably no. found like carcinogens no. or something well, but do, no, do. but <laughs> still yeah it's still there Delicious. and it's one of my favorite okay things. Yeah.
0: texting over a phone call Let's go. Let's go. Let's go in a
1: lot, most situations. I used to be the, the you know, the old crotchety old man to be like, no, call if you need to talk to me. No, no now call feels invasive. Yeah. Like it and better be you, important. And now you're talking mm-hmm. to your,
0: do this right now, Aura. Yeah, I no. love
1: texting, but if I need to know something right away, I'm calling you. Yeah, that's no. fine.
0: All right. Uh, the Beatles are overrated.
1: Oh no. oh no. No, I would say oh no. Oh, no. I mean I say oh no too. Yeah. I mean do, do I seek out listening to the Beatles all the time today? No, but in terms of their influence on oh, the absolutely. music industry and, and what they yeah. change the innovation. I mean, yeah, culture, everything. Yeah, no, I no way.
0: I have one that I did not write on here. Mm. Open record is the best podcast.
1: Let's, Let's go! go. Let's go. <laughs> how about how about this one? Cheese on your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Absolutely yes. no. Excuse Let's go. Me?
0: <laughs> On a PB and J?
1: Um, what are no, you mixing? Not, what worlds the, are you this colliding? This will be edited for it's purposes. It's a PBJC.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, PBJC! Surprised? I didn't you might know need that.
1: an investigation into that, Brian. I don't. I mean, Cut his Kale, mic. are you are you with child? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I discovered this in college, but it was amazing, and I still do it.
0: Wow, peanut butter jelly and cheese. And I mean, it I'm, just, I
1: mean I'm not it. denying that it must have some sort of an, an interesting mix because I like. I mean, I like cheese and grilled cheese i like pb and j but i just don't see those flavors uh-huh. together it was so Wait, good you don't
0: that... grill it do you kale or do you grill you can, it you can uh-huh. but
1: it was so good i got one of our photographers jeff rings to make me a pbjc pizza oh wow. jeff he makes very unique artisan Whoa. pizzas yeah. so i could see that happening <laughs> now i will say i the first time i ever had a peanut butter burger was actually at uh, A.J. Bomber's. A.J. Bomber's, yeah. And I never had thought of peanut butter on a cheeseburger, yeah. and so that's peanut butter with cheese. Yeah. And so do you know you're, you're supposed to eat it uh,
0: in a certain way? What? Like, no. you you don't eat it normal. You, like, flip it over. Oh, you, so the, the cheese so that, uh, is mixed yeah, well, in well, with like the, the peanut butter? and, that it doesn't get stuck to the roof of your mouth because then the peanut butter's on the bottom.
1: I, so you eat an upside-down peanut butter burger. I had no PBJC, idea. PBJC,
0: A.J. Bomber. Yeah. Upside on. Bert. I really <laughs> I thought no this idea. was just
2: going to be questions about a travelogue of my Greece trip. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: and subscribe.
1: <laughs> How many vacations have you asked your wife to turn into work? <laughs> trips? Um, one so far. I so. can expense that though. <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> uh, we'll ask after the podcast is over. Uh, Carl, thank you for sharing your, my pleasure. Your, uh, your experience. I mean, I think especially in, in Milwaukee, for our listeners who are in the Milwaukee area, Giannis has such a special place in this community Um, what he's done to transform the Milwaukee Bucks, but also what he gives back to this community. And obviously he's still giving back. uh, Doing it all all around the world, yeah. If you have a topic you would like us to discuss on Open Record or an issue you think we should investigate for Fox 6 News, send us an email to fox6investigators at fox.com. As always, thank you to the people who make this podcast possible, including our executive producer, Sarah Smith. Let's go. Our editor, Dave Machuda, and our chief photographer, manning the video switcher, Cale
0: Zimney. With that, I'm Brian Polson, we'll be back next week.